Let's make sure history never forgets the name. Sci-fi melody. Got out. Rage? What was that? Uh, I was playing the main Halo theme for today's review of Paramount's Halo. Duh. We're not reviewing that one right now. Sure we are. What, why else? I mean, come on. There were a bunch of Spartans in that. I get why you think that, but not quite. Are you sure? I mean, the weapons were basically a, the same. I mean, come on. The sniper rifle even sounded like the ones from the games. And it's closer than the show got, but no. What? Look, we're watching a bad copy of Halo. It's Starship Troopers 4. It is Starship Troopers 4, huh? Uh, but in that case, I mean, th that's what I watched? I know it's hard to believe. Huh, sure is. I didn't know they made us part four. Oh, well, you know, when you think about it, that's kind of a relief. For a minute, I thought Paramount really screwed up Halo. <laughs> Boy, that's a relief now that I think about it. I mean, I was thinking the whole time I kept thinking, how could Paramount screw up so bad? But they wouldn't do that. Uh, just you wait till we get to that review. That's going to be a bad one. Ah, oh, crap. Sci-Fi Malady, Symptom 259, Starship Troopers 4, Halo Copy. Welcome back, sickies, to the final installment of Starship Troopers September. I am joined here with Scott and, uh, Scott, or excuse me, Thomas. Like at the beginning, where Thomas was barfing up lungs and couldn't make it to this episode, now Scott has taken a turn, so... It's me and Thomas, which is fine because um, we wanted him to close out with his thoughts on a few things anyway. So nice to see you're still being able to breathe, Thomas. Yay. <laughs> Yay. I get to review this movie. Yeah. I honestly wish we made it to five because at least that one got slightly better. But I, I kind of did too. Traders of Mars kind of looked a little neater, but you know. Maybe another day we'll review it. But for now, Starship Troopers 4 Invasion, which uh, was a 2012 animated version. And by animated, I mean CG, all computer rendering. And it was actually done by a uh, Japanese anime. So couldn't tell. Totally couldn't, couldn't tell. Totally couldn't tell. But this film, hmm. you know, I, I guess I could just bury the lead by saying it right now. Is it bad? Well, for me anyway, it's bad because it's boring. But we'll get to that. Let's just it, get to our, go on. It, it, it at least somewhat was more lower accurate than some of the other ones. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, when you consider the plot of this is basically that you have the mobile infantry are liberating a ship that was taken over by Carl from part one, the psyops guy, and he steals Carmen's ship, Carmen from part one, and she tries to get it back and this team of spartans excuse me mobile infantry can get to that <laughs> have to help her get her ship back and she they get it but then they come to find out that there's a, another big brain bug on there that's controlling all the soldiers on the ship and they're trying to take it to take carmen's ship to invade earth and general johnny rico uh manages to stop it sort of the ship crash lands on earth and they nuke that big brain bug into a into fiery hell i think that's about the sum of it it's an invasion because the bugs actually get to planet earth before they're nuked the end i mean it's really yeah. that simple 
Yeah, and I guess the Alps are now radioactive. Uh, yeah, something like that. So that's uh, the only mountain range I can think of near Paris. So it, oh yeah, that's right. They do show Paris, and then they crash into mountains. So yeah, I mean, and if if you watch this film. Coming from part two and three, you might be tempted to think like, man, this doesn't really fit all that well. You might be thinking, Rage, the plot you just gave doesn't fit super well, especially based off part three. I mean, okay, Johnny's a general, but like, why is he wearing an eye patch? And what's all this going on with Carl and all this other stuff? Well, that's because uh, the film is intended to be a direct sequel to the first film and ignores the events of Starship Troopers 2 and 3. See, part 2 would be easy to ignore because that was just lone zombie outpost. But 3 actually had, like, a big story with a sky marshal and the behemoth brain bug and all this other stuff. And they just decided to say, nope, that never happened. I mean, total retcon, which is... I mean, technically speaking, again, this is why I'm like, it is at least a little more lore accurate. It got a little closer to the actual lore. Well, that is, you know, th- I just said the first fun fact, but that, that leads neatly to our next two fun facts, and that is that the opening lines of the film are taken directly from the novel, and the film is darker in tone to try to match the book. And it it cut the satire, but still something I'll get into. It still is just a little bit light on the satire, and that it shows general incompetence. Not as bad as say the original film, of course, but still. Yeah, and at least this time, the mobile infantry are actually in suits and actually seem to actually be competent. Yeah, it's not like. They were. They suddenly realized, gee, maybe we should give them suits, and they did it at the end of part three. Um, yeah, Which yeah. Again, again, lore accuracy is pretty much that each of these guys are basically walking tanks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why there's no armor in the novel. But in this film, Casper Van Dien, who does play Johnny Rico, doesn't reprise his role at all. I think he does in part. four. Five, Trader of Mars. Yes, part five. This, he actually comes back to play Rico again. All right, at least voice this, wise. Right. In this one, he didn't. He um, took part in the press tour, but he didn't get involved. Instead, they got someone else who is a. Well, those of you might know the name David Matranga, who happened to play Shoto from My Hero Academia. So, if you're hearing those two characters sounding similar, there's why. In fact, a lot of the voice <laughs> on this is pretty darn good. To be oh, honest, a lot of the somehow, somehow they managed to get a lot of good va- voice talent for this. Well, and I suspect that's where most of the budget went. Definitely didn't go into the animation because N- no, oh boy, that animation is a little rough. Well, and that's sad considering. Next fun fact: production took about two years nearly two years so uh, yeah, 2012 i guess animation still wasn't where it's at today but still. yeah but then you had uh final fantasy the spirits within come out which was the movie was terrible but the animation and that was amazing so um yeah i don't know what happened there so that's, I think, enough because of fun facts. I think I want to, before we get into the deep conversation, we got to do some rips and picks. Okay, I got That's a great one. Thing. Go, got, please, please. Apparently, in this universe, towels are made of magnets. Especially when they're sticking to boobs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitely notice that. Definitely no, and then the flash of inspiration joke. So basically, sickies. What happened is, you have your token martial arts guy. Who? Oh, by the way, token martial arts guy gets into a fight with a bug. Blah. 
and he's fighting the big dumb lunk and he's winning of course until ice blonde that's her call sign flashes on her boob which by the way she's walking around topless except for a towel draper on her neck and that flash of inspiration the film's words not mine causes <laughs> him to knock out the uh martial arts guy oh don't forget also apparently uh everyone likes to look in on her because the one psychic in the group also apparently knows when, when she's, she's, showering. she's showering yeah it's it's so <sighs> corny and cheesy that you just roll your eyes like uh jeez. yeah and then you also have the terrible love angle with the sniper and oh bug yeah. spray whatever uh, trigger bug and bug spray yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. And bug spray just would yeah he goes in her room to make a call and she's like i don't think you were needing to make a call from my room you got me would i just wanted to see the fed net would you like to know more it's like oh this is painful to watch yeah trig using halo sniper rifle which all yeah that's one of my rips you guys literally ripped off the halo sniper rifle to the point of not just the look but the sound it sounds like the halo sniper rifle and the first time you hear it is in space which yes sound in space okay here we go again but okay i, I mean i've never read the original novel but i know heinlein was really into trying to be as accurate as he could so yeah sure why not just roll him in his grave sure why not well don't forget also for the fourth movie in a row we're changing the weapons yet again our iconic assault rifle has been changed yeah. again yeah we can't, was. we can't keep the same assault rifle once and and you might be tempted to say sickies well over time they would change the model this is kind of true but the problem is the way it's been bouncing around you get whip creative whiplash from it you have the um the mori uh, assault rifle in part one which is borderline useless uh part two they have lasers which are like oh that's an improvement part three goes back to assault rifles that are as big as a house and now we're back to the now useless assault rifle useless and also apparently now the bottomless magazine assault rifles oh my god yeah exactly that's the same thing well that's been a problem in all these movies but definitely here where i think i saw a reload point once yes and also i'm sorry i don't understand these weapons at all because i'm just seeing a box and a spinning cylinder at the back which is yeah. exposed i don't see a single bullet well i should i see the bullets i don't see the actual casings or the shells i don't see any of that and how that works oh well all. see the thing is there is a see underneath don't, don't, the chamber, don't try you're not scott you can't do your entire you're not good at I'm the not techno, gonna techno babble i'm not gonna techno babble it underneath the chamber is a another like you said box which is an incinerator which incinerates the shell casings no i saw the casings i'm talking about bullets because you got your, you got your bullet you got your case and then you got the entire i guess ah, i forgot the wood but i don't see how it works because i don't see it feeding i don't see it loading when they load i don't understand how that even worked it made no sense uh well i mean it, at least they the don't other, need the chamber rounds because it just works clicks. yeah it, it's an animated it and it goes click <laughs> yeah which also i don't quite understand the armor because it's apparently paper mache oh my gosh yeah against uh against the bugs yeah yeah and for things that are supposed to look like spartans and were basically carbon copied off spartans they clearly didn't copy off the um durability yeah and here's another great problem i have um 
apparently Earth is defended by three ships. Thank you for telling me that. Yeah, thank you for saying that was my diff- complaint. Three ships and, and, and one spaceport. And, and one space ship. That's it. That is the stupidest design I have ever seen. And yeah. apparently only that's has four guns on it. Woohoo. That's it. We're at wartime, and we know that the bugs can launch meteorites across the stars and have, in fact, attacked Earth, which, by the way, why are we acting like they seriously don't know where Earth is anymore? They destroyed Buenos Aires. Also, how about the fact that in the others, this Earth is always depicted as a fortress with multiple space stations and multiple spacecraft? Oh, not here, though. No. no. Not here, no. One God, space- Rogue is gone one space station which honestly looks puny because the actual spacecraft was bigger than it yeah and damage to it three outdated small spacecraft yeah oh and and the best part for those meager defenses there are when the ship was coming general rico did nothing yeah, also just let it pass because how about God the fact, forbid I let can't can't kill Carmen. Uh, yeah, you can. Rico, you're done. I, at the end, when that other general admiral whatever was like, okay, Rico, you go in and save the day. Um, what? I'm begging your pardon, sir, jump. but shouldn't he be like relieved of command? He just well, let a threat slip. When I say let, I mean basically watched it go by. Well, the fun fact also being that apparently now there's a wormhole that leads straight to Earth. Yeah. And you're just going, duh, I'm just going to let Carmen, I'm just going to hope this thing sorts itself out. The incompetence is at a new level on this. I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. Also, apparently, they've watched way too much Gundam because now you also have Gundams. Yeah. Hey. And now that I know, oh, by the way, as I said, this is not just a Halo copy, it's also Aliens copy. Remember the radar? The handheld radar? Yeah. yeah. That was Aliens. In fact, the whole thing was Aliens when they were running around Harmon's <sighs> ship and, and when it was running dark. And yeah. then, of course, you have to have your stupid moment where Carl's like, oh, thoughts becomes words, words becomes actions. Whatever. He has to act crazy. Cause I tried to hack her. Me. She hacked me. I tried to hack her. She hacked me. Yeah, yeah. we, we got to add crazy because that's what's scary. Come on, guys. Honestly, it's like you brought back Rico, Carmen, and, and then you, what, ruin all three characters again? Yeah, and I understand why, like, Carl and... Carmen looked different because probably licensing likeness of characters, but the who cares? These they're not fun, and Rico's an idiot. Um, I, I, honestly, I'm like trying to think of picks. It's kind of hard. Yeah. Oh, I'm not done with my rips. Um, you have your typical boring Eastern religion guy who just. Not just Eastern religions, like every religion. I know, yeah. He's just the religious guy. I was going to ask what happened to Christianity, but then now that I know that they were just skipping past two and three, that explains that. Um, Let's see. uh, Rico, of course, gets the best armor, which is a uh, chainsaw and a timber wolf from... Battletech. So we're copying off Robot Jocks and Battletech. Great. Yeah. And also, apparently, fun- it's a really crappy suit because at one point he just kicks out the front window. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, I think you're better off hiding behind a piece of paper, dude. Yeah. Also, um, this entire alien hacking the- is weird. Yeah. Well, uh, what? I was trying to control her. How did you get her snuck onto the ship? Yeah, that big thing. And then then that leads to another thing. Oh, look, another big brain bug. We've not done that before. Wow. 
come on, guys. How many times are we going to have the big brain bug? Also, the, honestly, this ba- big brain bug was stupid. Because its yeah. plan was to crash into a major population center. And a, didn't die. Right. You're going to kill you or most of your bugs. Even if you survive, you're in a major population center. You're not going to do, you're going to do a lot of harm, but there's yeah. military. There's going to be response, and you're not getting out of there. Plus, you killed half the population from the kinetic energy alone. Oh, by the way, including yourself. Just saying. So, when? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, at least, I guess the one competent thing that they did was nuke the thing. Yeah, that that is actually a pick. Because that's basically what you would do if it came down to it. It's like, well... Send the Alps somewhere, and they're gonna release an infestation to just launch. Yeah, frag them. Just, just cut to the chase. We don't. We can't take the risk. I mean, they took kind of a risk by saying, "Yeah, you go in with your troops and save them," which again also goes, "Wow, to save like five people, you managed to lose how many trillions of dollars in your tech." In your yeah, new right. Gundam suits, right? Uh, okay. I'm trying, to of, trying to think of another pick. I mean, I guess the whole try to take over the aliens with a psychic makes sense. That's what we would do. So I guess points there. Um, and the CGI is passable. passable. Yeah. So that's. I'm not going to say win. you're going to tell you that is great CGI. I can't tell you it's the worst CGI, but it's not good. It's kind no. of meh. Better than She-Hulk, but worse than many other things. So, yeah, and, and I will say at least the running and the effects and the bugs at least look good. Yes, they do. Especially when they're swarming. Unfortunately, like in part one, the guns are absolutely useless. They make a lot of loud noise and fire a lot of bullets that achieve absolutely nothing. Except for the so, sniper rifle, apparently, which can just always get a one-shot kill. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's how snipers work, right? Yes. <laughs> Plus, also, well, yeah. even when you give it to the person who has no sniper rifle training, it still gets one-shot kills. Yeah. Oh, I love, too, when she's crawling through vents. It's like, how are you crawling through the vent? That thing is longer than a human what if you have to go around a corner does don't this, don't does ask the barrel, questions does the barrel telescope because it, it, it you can unscrew the barrel great why doesn't she do it uh, she it, it she did it off screen okay because it is also like a one-of-a-kind sniper rifle if you remember so there is that yeah don't don't that yeah, you don't okay, need to just, get no, just skip stop. that because that's a whole nother stupid backstory that I don't want to get into. Okay, great. Let's stop then. <laughs> let's just go so then here. Stu- so much stupidity is all I gotta say. Yeah, let's just go into what I'm calling Thomas's take. The discussion Scott and I had from part one, and we'll get Thomas's here. Um, since we're on a series of film that tried to be more like part one, the book. Let's talk about some of the themes that were in there. Now, Scott and I gave our take, so I'm just going to open the floor to you, Thomas, and we're going to plow through this. There are several themes that are really covered by Heinlein in his book. Uh, They are militarism, in that he... um, Some people have said he's a little cynical about it, but not having read the book, I can't say for sure. But others have said, no, 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 he meant it, you know, militarism is a good thing. the other thing is about citizenship, having to earn your way to become a citizen. And that's the only, that's the only reason you're allowed to vote is because you earned it. Um, morality, the idea that you will be moral out of the fear of punishment from the extreme punishment the Federation dishes out. So you will be moral just to avoid, just out of self-preservation. And, uh, yeah, we'll stick with those. 
So okay. let's start with militarism. So Heinlein, uh, at the, I'll take the position that Heinlein felt that, and this was back in the 50s, that society was getting too soft, you know, the, the usual fare we hear, and that uh, militarism was kind of the key to, is or at least a key to help alleviate this. And so the question kind of was, um, is Heinlein right, wrong, somewhere in the middle? Okay, interesting. Interesting question, though. Um, I think militarism has its place. Don't get me wrong. Um, it, it does have uses, structure, um, training, uh, being taught to think in certain ways. It's very useful. But it also destroys creativity. Thought, you know, you don't see too many painters come out from uh, the military. It happens, but not too often. Um, so it does have its usefulness. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But I don't think militarism is the end-all, be-all. Um, it, it's useful for survival. It's useful to have. But I think it's not for everyone. Well, and the point that I thought of after the fact is that the trouble with um, the military and I, the trouble between, let's say, any kind of any form of democracy, whatever form that takes and the military is that, well, just ask the early Bolsheviks, you can't democratize a military. It's just not going to work. Well, no. The moment, you, the moment you try to do that, you might as well just give up. Well, I, yes, you have a point, but you also might be taking it to an extreme. The only reason I'm saying this is because America's military is very unique, even throughout the rest of the democratized world, in that it does have a level of democracy inside of it and let me explain yeah please do i don't get it in the united states military we have a huge level of individual responsibility handed down even to a lowly private he doesn't have obviously as much but you can very easily have a sergeant make command decisions high level command decisions if he has to you have what normally happens is the general hands down a general command i want that hill i want that grid i want that taken how it's done he doesn't care and it goes down that chain okay you, this group takes that hill. This group takes that hill. This group takes that hill. Okay, you go down the chain again. Okay. I wasn't told I must march straight up that hill. I'm going to flank the hill. Sergeant, go flank the hill. Okay. Now, guess what? That sergeant runs across something. It changes his plan. He changes it on the fly. Well, it's not working. We're going to have to go the other way. <laughs> Now, that did, uh, well, at least uh, for a while anyway, that was the German, German way of fighting wars. That got sidelined. Uh, oh, my gosh. We're making another Hitler reference every episode, <laughs> every episode. But Hitler took complete command and robbed his generals of that. Impetus. Yes. Well, I and mean, you see a lot of that 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 led to a lot of failure. Well, you, you see it very much like it's the Soviet style is very top down. The Arab style. Yeah. yeah I, Arab yeah. Israel war. The reason why Israel probably won that was its individual commander's control. Now, now what I'm saying is it's not democratic in the way they get to vote. I'm not taking that hill. No, you get to, you take the hill. 
Well, and that's what I'm saying. That's that's what I'm saying. If you're looking at it as, as a civil democracy, civil meaning like society, they can't really, you can't reconcile the two. Well, you can in a way. I In a, I, in a way, that's it. You I, can't I, do it straight. I, yes and no, but there's speed limits. I can't just say, no, there's not a speed limit. Yeah, well, but I, 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 the police officer is going to pull me over and say, yes, there is. I'm going to have to pay a ticket. Right, but you just called it, too. Um, the general says, take the hill. It's take the hill. Now, maybe the means are specified depending on the situation, but it's take the hill. You can't sit down and have a chit-chat and a committee discussion and all these other things. It's we don't have the time for that. Well, there's there's a certain degree of democratization that cannot exist. Correct. I mean, there's still discussion. There's still talking. There's still levels of discussion and amongst leadership. Well, I, even within a sergeant can go to his lieutenant and be like, eh, again, not in front of the troops, but be like, hey, dude, uh, that's a bad call. Yeah, but then he might still get ordered to do it anyway. Yes. So. But and that's, you that's still have that in the the rest. I can discuss with, you know, go to a group of people and think, tell them this is my viewpoint, and they can still tell me, screw off, you're wrong. Sure, but you're just exchanging viewpoints, not fighting a war. Correct, and th- there's a very big difference there because yes, wars yeah. require very much must have a leadership. You must have a command structure. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're somewhere in the middle, basically. Heinlein is somewhere yes. in the middle. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, uh, the next point was citizenship, particularly um, voting, or just, just the idea <coughs> that you have to earn it. Uh, okay. For him, it was military, just so you could earn the discipline to not be uh, 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 Hold but, up. Back up. It wasn't yeah. just military. See, this in, is the In Heinlein's, it was. No. No, in his book, it wasn't just the military. Oh, what else was it? You could do civil service in medicine, in science, in... Okay, okay. Because the military guaranteed citizenship. No, any of these others also. Okay. You could become a scientist for the state, and you would still get citizenship. If you volunteered your time, your life, your service to the state to advance the state, the civilization, it guaranteed you voting rights. It guaranteed okay. you citizenship. It wasn't so, just the military. That's a big straight- issue with that. The- Alright, let me stage the question then. It wasn't something you were granted by virtue of being born in the country. It was... Correct. You have the op- by being born here, you have the opportunity, but you have to seize it. He, in a way, so, yes. It, it, it kind of harks back to the old American way. At the old American way being you had to be a, uh, you had to property have stake. You, you had to have property because you had to have a stake in the society. You couldn't just vote that, well, I want money. Well, why? Do you own property? Do you have, no, I, I'm, I'm a bum and I'm not doing anything, but I want money. What? <laughs> so you had to at least have a stake in society. Now, this is again taking it to a, completely extreme and there's quite a bit of discussion we could have about property and all this but it's a very interesting concept because i'm not 100 percent opposed to it all right i like the idea of yeah you could you don't have to serve you don't have to vote i mean good chunk of american population don't vote doesn't vote anyway yeah right but if you your skin in this game, you served. You have some reason to want this to succeed. I served, I did my time, I wanted help, I want it to continue. Mm-hmm. I also want to do what's best for everyone else who's serving and you know this brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Um now it's um interesting thought process there, because again in this universe, you still have all those legal protections if you don't serve and don't. That's get right. That's oh. right. You're not just a. You're not just some serf. Right. 
it's like you still have rights you still have protections you still have you can have a utopian existence without ever having to serve and never having to vote yeah you just don't get to vote right you don't get to vote and you don't get to be a leader that is the big difference the leadership in anything has to have served yes that's true that is in this uh story universe that's right yes so you could be a ceo of a huge business without ever having to serve and And you don't vote but you got money right you can have the best life ever the cushiest life never having to pick up a rifle never having to do science never having to do medical nothing you don't have to sit there and transcribe documents or something boring in an office for the government nope you made money you're not having you don't vote that's it great yep but if you decide to sacrifice your time sacrifice your body sacrifice possibly your life you get a bonus you get to choose the future you could actually be in charge of entire research division you could be in charge of the entire country or the entire federation if not go on you have to but you'd have to serve i'm not 100 percent opposed to it because in some ways i don't think it's a terrible idea to have some skin in the game now i presume with sky marshal though you do have to be in the military yes yes okay now again it there's research and medical fields that are you don't are in the military and they're in charge of now the Mm -hmm. app in the book in the universe the absolute leadership is the military but it doesn't isn't the only path to citizenship okay the final one then was this idea of um good citizenship good morality being the outpouring of um self-preservation because you don't you don't want to be punished so you'll be good (coughs) and this is one i roundly rejected because it turns into kind of what peter gibbons did in office space i'm working just hard enough not to get fired i'm not really being a good citizen i'm actually a jerkwad i'm just making sure i'm not caught something like that um well again that it kind of makes hollow cardboard it makes hollow cardboard dedication i just don't want to get whipped right well there's the that's the again argument with citizenship and being a civilian you know Mm -hmm. well who cares you don't vote you don't get choose the direction of the path who cares how hard you work as long as you you follow the rules but you still have those martial penalties still for breaking the rule i mean yes well in in some ways we have have you know yeah but they were a bit more (laughs) draconic well that they were military style government yes but again this is the a discussion we could have which is what is the purpose of justice what is the purpose i mean there used to be hangings in the middle of the city and everyone even the kids came out to watch yeah well what was the purpose of that hanging was it just to be gruesome no it was to deter others from doing crimes and it failed too (laughs) it also succeeded it failed i mean crime didn't end did it well if we want to say crime end it will never end did the the question was did it deter it the deterrence doesn't have to be a hundred percent success to be a deterrent well it hasn't really historically that kind of stuff isn't a successful enough to deterrent so well um it's an argument to have but i think it is somewhat of a deterrent now we have there's multiple different deterrents too there's a shame deterrent there's a guilt deterrent there's a fear of life and limb deterrent sure but with starship troopers it's much more fear of life and limb shame not so much well because well because heinlein was arguing that self-preservation against those draconic punishments was going was the successful deterrent 
Well, yes, but there's also the aspect of shame and guilt that's also added to that. Um, if you you fail and you are punished, there is some shame and guilt aspect to it. Sure, and that's in general life, but I'm trying to narrow it to Starship Troopers. Well, I'm saying there would still be some of that, even in this universe. Oh, sure, 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 but... It, it, it's not the main level, it's not the direct... Yeah. It, it's a secondary aspect to it. Now, in this universe, draconic levels of punishment are used quite often. Yeah. Um, the, the question has to be asked, and I would be opposed to this level of punishment for most crimes. Mm-hmm. And children, rapists, and the, and there's quite a few that I would uh, like to be buried under a prison. But there is a level that this goes past. Now, in universe, the question is, what is the final purpose of this? The final purpose of it is order and control of the population. Yeah. Now, does this succeed in its purpose? Yes. Oh, if, in the story, yes. Right. Now, it, I wouldn't think this would actually work with us and within our thought processes at this time. But drastic change in this universe, again, in this book, has happened. The population yeah. has changed its mindset after wars and so much loss and so much devastation mm-hmm. that they are behind a military-led autocracy almost. Mm-hmm. So it's not that far out of mind to think that this would work within the universe of Starship Troopers. Because the okay. mindset of the citizen population and this is that this must be upheld. So it might work. And that's not a fair or that's that's a fair observation. I mean I'm taking I'm doing right now what um I always accuse Scott of doing and that is playing presentism meaning I'm going to think about life and existence my way the way it is right now where I'm living and how it is instead of saying well but there are different people living at a different time with different circumstances and therefore they're not going to think like I do right and again that's uh, why I'm saying in universe I think it can work because of the history of in universe okay personally in real life I don't think that plan pans out but oh neither do make- I he could make it work in his world and that's that's a point that's a, right that's a and, fair and one i'll grant you that unless something drastic happens it would never work within our existence right now sure sure um and yeah it, in the same way that it wouldn't you know crime is probably very low in north korea because the penalty is what death uh death to you and your family and probably your extended family so yeah yeah and the the kitten you once pet so and and that neighbor you looked sideways at once yeah yeah what am i kidding kitten they probably eat the kid anyway i'm being terrible but anyway um so before we get to final thoughts i have one more thing i want to ask about about this series in general not just part four I was watching a video uh, about, and it was an interesting series called Too Stupid to Exist. And someone was arguing that the Federation, Terran Federation, was too stupid to exist. Which, first of all, well, no, they could exist. But second, the argument basically was that it works counterproductively. Um, It hangs its heroes when they make a mistake. And it does and it's it has to have war to function otherwise it the only way it could quell dissonance within is by killing eating itself um what do you think is that true about the terran federation that it's the kind of thing that honestly can only work on paper 
Um, because everyone else is just either too indoctrinated or too stupid. And incidentally, the Federation needs the too stupid to do this because if they start thinking, then if someone starts thinking, then they invariably have to shut them down. Well, so uh, it, it's almost a two part question. Okay. If we're talking about, again, presentism, I don't think it works. There's no way in the present existence of our universe that that could work. The yeah. structure would not function right. There's too much freedom. There's too much individualism. There's too much of all this. Right. Um, and we would very much be in shock of hanging heroes and this constant destruction and militarism and all. We would hate it. Yeah. Now, in universe, there's a difference. Because again, quite a bit of war, quite a bit of destruction. And finally, a world government exists that doesn't actually have much of a militarism existence until the bugs are found. Yeah. Well, I it, mean, they it, did, a, but it was a military didn't... of more of a self-policing. Yeah, it and wasn't so bug. much of a expansionism and so much of that. It was more of a policing military. Now well, they were expanding onto other planets, which well, is why yes, the clandestines but, but attacked to begin with. But not militarily, is what I'm saying. They were expanding yeah, the Mormon colony, I think. Right. The, they were expanding to other planets. They were colonizing. They were exploring. There were scientific advancements, medical advancements. They were advancing. Um, and the military wasn't as big. Now it existed again, but in not. Part one, yeah, in part one, it was a Mormon colony that moved into right. where the Federation told them not to move. Yes. And, and again, this is very much the in-universe question because in-universe it makes sense because again the entire mindset of the population has changed they've yeah they've seen so much destruction and the entire human species almost wiped out that now you have a one world government a organization that requires you to serve requires you to actually dedicate your life to the service of the government, service of advancement of the human race. Um, so, with the change of mindset that's happened, it would possibly work, because again, what is the most important mindset at the, in the universe mindset? The continuation of the government. Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. the government's the only thing that took us out from honestly almost destroying ourselves we yeah. were barely alive and this government came about and saved the species right so this government is not only the current savior the past savior the future savior it's the savior it's be all end all the existence yeah. of the government must be protected at all costs so the hero well he failed the government the government can't be wrong. The hero must be wrong. Okay. The state. My, right. This is dangerous to itself. But yes, but like again, you this, said is, it, this is the in, world. In universe. Yeah. I don't like this mindset. I don't. I, again, I said earlier, citizenship, I kind of like some of the ideas, though. I don't like statism to, like this. Right. I don't. In universe, the state is the end all be all existence. This is. Well, and we do see in part five, spoiler, they blow up Mars because there's too many dissidents there. And it's also overran by bugs. Right. But one of the reasons it's blown up is because there's all these dissidents. So it's like, um, what? Uh, they tried to. Again, that's, we haven't, we're not reviewing that one. But yeah, we're not, we're not. That's true. That's why I say in universe, it's not too dumb. Because the argument is presentism and not taking in consideration in-universe questions and problems. In-universe, the mindset has changed. That humanity right. was almost wiped out. This government saved us. This government's the best thing ever. So anything to keep the government alive is the best thing. 
Right. When you forget the effects, the, the person posting this forgets the effects of propaganda. Um, that That's why I never, you know, that that's why the series is funny as it could be. Sometimes it's also, especially with this one, you know, that's too stupid to exist. <clears throat> too stupid for you to exist. But you're thinking of it in your way, not the way someone else might think. Right. And again, um, this is why I think it could work and, within and st- the universe framework. And stupid has existed. Yes. I mean, now again, has this, existed. You're gonna you're gonna I've tell seen, me that the I've Bolshevik seen that series. I've seen that series, and there are okay. definitely ones that he's pointed out that are too stupid, even within its own universe framework. Sure. But this just, one was like, you're making all the right criticisms, but that doesn't mean it's too stupid to exist. You're just pointing out the flaws in it. Right. Which, again, I think in-universe there's quite a few flaws and quite a few problems with it. But I think in-universe it can't survive those flaws. Yeah, right. Okay, well, the final thing before we rate this episode is uh, this installment is any final thoughts about the series, the film series? We're not going to focus on the book so much since we haven't discussed it. This since we haven't discussed it at length. But um, my final thought is that this film kind, this series kind of is all over the place. It can't find a consistent. Uh, theme. It on one hand wants to be alien style horror, and then it also wants to be military satire, and then it wants to be Halo Combat Evolved. But even in the Halo Combat Evolved, it wants to show military incompetence. Um, and I guess that's the thing that sticks out to me a lot is I get the concern about militarism. I do. But there's also the problem is that this is like a smear campaign. Um, that the assumption is that anybody who ever served is some kind of dolt or tyrant. And that's definitely evident in part one. Part two, I don't know what it is because that's just trying to be a stupid horror movie. But although at the end it does make the meat grinder comments, so there you go. Um, Part three is clearly a duh, duh, military, duh. And this one, it's darker. It's trying to be more in line with the original, but it also shows a great deal of military incompetence, almost as it's assumed. And it's just the opposite extreme. It's one thing to say the militarism is dangerous. It's another thing to just basically say, yeah, the military is just full of incompetence and tyrants. That's all it is. Yep, yep, yep. Um, no. That's, that's just taking it in the wrong direction the other way. And so I think that's the problem with the film series of Starship Troopers. When it finds footing, the footing is just a smear campaign. Okay. Um, I will definitely agree with you that it's all over the place. It can't seem to find what its point of that. I mean, the first one tried to have so many messages at once. It's confusing. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, it's a satire for sure, but they were trying to, Paul was trying to, as entertaining as it was, it was, he was trying to cover a lot of bases, pick a lane. Now, the second one, horror film. Yeah. I, doesn't make much sense. I mean, the point it's trying to make, I'm not 100% sure on. Uh, three? Kind of just sucks. Uh, yeah. Trench it, warfare. Trench warfare, there's a whole Christian angle, religion. It, yeah. It's confusing. Doesn't make sense. In universe, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. And by the um, way, writers, can we stop the trench warfare thing? Aircraft made that useless almost. almost. Stop. I mean, Careful. It's not, okay, let me put it this way. It's not as... It's almost assumed nowadays, like, oh, there's a battle, let's dig trenches. Uh, yeah, that's well, not the first knee-jerk reaction. Not quite. I'm just going to point out, and we can drop it after this, uh, before Ukraine's most recent counteroffensive, 
uh, it was trench warfare for a while over there. I'm not saying it's gone. I'm just saying it's overdone in the films. Like that's the knee jerk reaction of everybody. Well, in order to claim the battlefield, we have to dig trenches just like world war one. Well, uh, yes, world war one no, trenches are pretty much gone. Not, world not war two no trenches are more accurate. Correct. But, but nobody goes that route. They want to do the great war ones, which like, um, that was fine when all you had was biplanes and even they couldn't, do that much damage to a trench system at least the way they were built now if you tried to do that you basically just made murder holes uh with smart munitions and yes um so can we stop pretending that a sci-fi advanced civilization with with warfare equipment like ours but like with 10th generation fighters would dig World War One style trenches. Well, they, again, they th- this all depends again in universe. Well, I, and what I'm saying is, most of the time you're right. In universe, it doesn't make sense. Some universes, though, it does make sense. Yeah, I guess it could depending on the situation. But it's a, it's just one of those. Ooh, let's do that. You're not stopping to think. Why would they do that? Right, and again. Most of the time in universe, it doesn't make sense. Star Wars, I'm sorry. Trench warfare in Star Wars made no sense. It's in there in some places, but usually it's because of a case of, well, the atmosphere doesn't allow for aircraft. Right. Oh, okay. So I guess it's, we don't have to worry about that. Again, and sometimes in universe, spacecraft don't work so well. The defenses are way overpowered. Um, AA is insane. Bottom line is just don't use it for a cool factor. Correct, and I agree with you. Um, but that, anyway, I, that was a way offline with part three. But yeah, keep going down the rabbit hole like we always do. Um, yep. for I don't know what it's trying to tell me. There is no message here. Boobs are awesome. Um, uh, boobs are distracting inspirational go play halo I, I i'm not sure what message they were even trying for in this if they were um it's it's not the worst it's boring there's way too much of other stuff happening that's not cool and not bugs mm-hmm. i mean when they're fighting it's kind of cool at times so yay then but it's not that great so overall the first one was cool it has nostalgia i like it everything after that either tries to touch on the nostalgia and touch on that cool factor oh just misses by a mile yeah And and again the first one was trying to explain and say too much at times but the ones after it either didn't have a message or whatever they were trying to tell me got lost. Right. So. Especially part two, which was clearly designed as not a Starship Troopers movie. That was the thing. It was like the yeah, thing. The, the thing in space. The thing with some horror element. Yeah. It the just, thing mixed uh, with aliens almost. Yeah. That's right. I mean. I've heard people say things like, oh, it didn't feel like, a, like right now here, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard Andor doesn't feel like, like, yeah, it could be any sci-fi story, not just Star Wars. Okay, see, that's bad. I should feel like I'm watching Star Wars. And same thing with Starship Troopers too. Oh, okay, I didn't feel like I was watching Starship Troopers. Again, that's bad. I should feel like I'm watching Starship Troopers. If, if yeah. I go into a burger joint, and I feel like I'm sitting at a rest, a Chinese restaurant. You, you failed at the burger joint. That's not good. You're okay. If I'm tuning in for a military drama, a sci-fi military drama set in the Starship Troopers universe, I should feel it. Absolutely. I should feel. And so again, I, I just think that unfortunately, overall. I think the first one was the best, and everything after that just falls way short. 
Which is kind of what I figured would happen with this month. I'm also really? shocked that it took him so long to actually make a video game out of the universe, but and a role playing game. Yeah, but it it's not kind of uh, yeah. I figured this would go downhill after part one, and I was right. So, but before we sign off for the month, let's go ahead and rate this individual film. How many fake Spartans? And I'm gonna give it three or four. I mean, it looks fine. <coughs> the action is okay. The sound effects are good. The voice talent's amazing. Um, but the st- I guess the main problem with this is it's boring. I mean, even bad gives you a visceral reaction. This is just boring. That's it. It was the kind of movie where I found myself doing other things while watching it in the background. <laughs> and... That is one of the, I think that's even a worse compliment, a worse thing to say about a film than you hate it. I did not like The Last Jedi one iota, but I guess this makes Ryan Johnson happy. It provoked a visceral reaction. Okay. And for him, I guess that's good enough, but uh, this film couldn't even do that. This film, it tasted like. Uh, extra plain rice t- rice cake. Boring. So yeah, but you got four. your fiber. <laughs> yeah. <more. laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> well, I'm I'm going to rate it three. Um, for much the same reason it was boring. There was entire sections of this where they're doing talking and side just chatting where it's not needed. You could cut all that out. I don't need to know who these characters' backstory is. I don't need to know that no. that you have a daughter and you're trying to get back to her. Couldn't I don't care less. I don't need to know this. This is the Starship Trooper universe. You're mobile infantry. You're expendable. Uh, so I don't need to know all this. I don't need to know that you're in love with what's his name and you guys are banging. I don't need to know this. Don't care. Exactly. Um, again, animation's not terrible. Story's stupid. I can't. It's meh. It's <coughs> oh, man. Still dying. Um, it's not great. Now I can't sit here and tell you it's the worst. It's At least not. It, it, it's I, better than part two. Yeah. And at least it, in some aspects, did try to be a little more lore accurate. Yeah, in some that, aspects. Some aspects, way, they went way off base. Yeah, but it's, and in that way, it's better than part three. Yeah. So I can't, I can't say it's terrible. I cannot tell you this was good. I'm shocked that they got so many great voice actors and got such halfway decent not great graphics, but sometimes not bad graphics going. It looks yeah. like a looks like an anime. So not great. It's not bad. It's not te- well. It's not terrible. Let's say it's kind of bad. It's blah. It's a lot of blah. So we, yep. yeah. And that's how you have it, Sickies. Maybe one day we'll review part five. But for now, if you're trying to get into Starship Troopers and you really just want to look at the best stuff, watch part one and stop there. Um, and if you're just looking for the stuff that's entertaining, uh, and I would if, say five is actually the next best. But OK, uh, well, in that case, you should watch four because four gives you a little bit of backstory. But you could skip two and three at the very least. You're not going to miss out at all, especially part two. You will miss absolutely nothing with part two. Uh, um, part three does introduce the Q-bomb. Yeah, but they remember part four skips over three and is like, meh. Doesn't matter. Again, you, you were saying things, so I'm just adding. Okay, but part three is a total part four is a retcon so if you want to have any semblance of connectivity 
skip two and three at least part two because part two is just absolutely useless it doesn't add to anything just forget it um and again if you don't have time to watch all of it you just need to watch one film part one part one and done so how how about i put it this way okay the universe is very interesting and very intriguing there could be so much told in this universe (laughs) (coughs) unfortunately the first one probably was the best toy we're going to get out of the universe barring reading the book which you might want to do anyway so it's an interesting read let's say that okay there we go so with that in mind that finishes up september and that is going to bring us to my favorite month of the year horror month and don't you mean annunciation month annunciation month so i'll wait for the month intro to fill you in what that'll be but i got a nice new exciting topic this year that i'm looking forward to Oh, no. But in the, mean, in the meantime, as you wait for that, you could tune in to the other wonderful shows on Zodiac Task Force and or Zodiac Task Force on Raving Lunatic Media. Hello, stupid rage. You could tune <laughs> I, in I to see Raving which Lunatic. one you want to promote. Yeah, definitely. But check out on uh, Raving Lunatic Media. We also have Zodiac Task Force, which a new episode dropped a week ago and is awesome. Or is it two weeks ago? I'm losing track of time. Uh, edited by our master editor, Ruckstar. Give him a bow, everyone. Give him a bow. Thank you. Also plays the lovely Libra. Give him a bow as well. How about and give him a round of applause? You can bow to him, too. You know. Applause. Applause is good, too. Uh, then you can also listen to Upcoming in October, a case uh, Caseatorium's coming back, hopefully with a case of the chills and the haunted elevator, which would be just perfect for October. And you could also listen to anything else, back, back episodes of Sci-Fi Malady or anything else at... Um, www.scottkennesitys.presentist.ravingmuntingmedia.com Rage Master, what's left for them to do? Day six, sickies. And watch out for Carol Baskin. (laughs) Yeah.